Hello, everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm Lori LeBay, the host and founder of Alzheimer's Speaks. And before we get into our show today, which I am like ecstatic about having, um, because we're going to be talking about the Purple Table Reservations for people with dementia, which is so needed and such a such a great resource. Um, I always like to tell people a little bit first about who we are because we're always getting new listeners. So I'll just get that little housekeeping out of the way. Um, Alzheimer's Speaks is an advocacy-based group providing multiple platforms to shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort around the world. We're also known as a media outlet because we not only do radio, but we have a blog, we do video interviews, um, speaking and training and uh, all all different kinds of platforms because we think it's just critical for people to have a variety of choice and to have them accessible uh, 24-7. We also believe that by joining forces and sharing knowledge and having these everyday conversations like we do on Alzheimer's Speaks Radio, that we can remove some of the um, stigmas and myths attached to dementia and caregiving and help people continue to live purpose-filled lives. And um, at our core, we also believe that collaboration is really the only way we're going to win this battle against dementia. And I know it's working thanks to all of you. You see your likes, your clicks, and your shares with our various platforms um, has had a huge impact. Um, ShareCare and Dr. Oz recognized us as the number one influencer online for Alzheimer's. And Maria Shriver also recognized us uh, this last fall. Um, for being an uh, an advocate of change. And again, I share those recognitions with you because we surely did not do that alone. Uh, That was, you know, because of your helping us push the word out. And I just think it's so critical for all of us to share the knowledge that's out there because people are really floundering and they need all the support they can get. They also need to see how big this issue is so that more people will grab a hold of the information and step forward if they're having problems um, in this arena. Uh, Second, I want to uh, just invite you to maybe be our next guest. We interview everybody. And so um, if you are a person living with dementia, if you are a family or friend caring for a loved one, maybe you're a business professional, uh, maybe you're designing a product or service or tool that you think will will help those uh, living this path of dementia. Maybe you're a researcher or a um, medical cl- uh, clinician. Uh, we we want to talk to you. We've had many authors, singers, songwriters. We've had kids on here for what they're doing. And so if, you, if you're passionate, you know, get a hold of me. Uh, just go to alzheimerspeaks.com. There's a big contact button up in the upper right-hand corner. And, um, and tell me uh, what you'd like to talk about, and we'll see if we can get you scheduled. 
we are also doing our cruise. Our dementia-friendly cruise is finally upon us, and we are leaving uh, for the Bahamas this Saturday, uh, November 11th through the 18th, and I'm so excited uh, for this uh, this group uh, to meet. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We have four people living with dementia who are part of our expert panel, Harry Urban, Michael Ellen Bogan, Lori Shear, and Mary Reed, along with Cindy Lazinski, who is in Colorado, and an RN who does a lot with the um, the Northern Colorado Dementia Friendly Movement out there. And then we are also lucky to have Becky Watson with us, who is a music therapist and is going to add a lot of fun to the cruise. And I have to thank uh, Holland America for working with us and, of course, Elite Cruises and Vacations, uh, who, with Kathy Schof, is, is coordinating our event. Uh, I want to do a couple of shout-outs to some of our sponsors as well. Um, Music for Wellness, uh, the American Senior Magazine, Free to Go Mobility, um, Brightview Senior Living, who uh, was so nice to sponsor um, books of cruising through caregiving by Jennifer Fitzpatrick and John Hopkins University also donated um, books, The 36-Hour Day and a Loving Approach to Dementia Care. And then my good friend, uh, Anita Jader, who will be our photographer for the event. And of course, the dementia-friendly communities of um, Northern Colorado. Now, today we are talking about something I think pretty spectacular, very innovative, and so needed, and it's going to be life-changing for so, so many people. We have um, Jennifer Apazitas with us, and she is out of the Boston area, and she lives there with her husband and uh, two children. Her own mom was diagnosed with early-onset Alzheimer's disease in her late 50s, and Jennifer was one of her primary caregivers along with her sister and her father and in 2013 um, she and her husband opened up a restaurant outside the Boston area and launched a monthly luncheon in 2014 called the lovely Linda Linda's lunches and it was for those with dementia in their care partners and now in 2017 Jennifer has started the purple table reservations after seeing the impact um, that the training had on the employees and their ability to be discreet with uh, reservation flags. It would just make the lives of those with dementia and those caring for them much easier when they are um, out to eat in public. So welcome, Jennifer. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Lori. Thank you so much for having us. You know, we're really excited to have the opportunity to um, share information about the Purple Table program um, with people like yourself and your listeners. Oh, like I said, as soon as I I heard about this, I was just like, oh, I want more information. This is such a needed, um, needed uh, thing. And I'm so glad that you've just taken it by the horns and and, um, run with it. Why don't you explain to people exactly what is the Purple Table Reservations? What what is it? Yeah, so this is a program we had started at our restaurant and then um, in March of 2017 and saw there was just such a great response, um, not only from our kind of Boston area community, but worldwide when we posted information online. So we've actually, since March, launched this program to other restaurants. So now 
Um, it's available for any restaurant to join the program and be able to offer Purple Table reservations. And the Purple Table Reservations, it's a flag and restaurant training program that's designed for those, you know, living with dementia, but not only dementia, also people that have autism, PTSD, TBI, any sort of physical or cognitive condition um, that, you know, this this training on, on behalf of our staff, they would benefit from a more predictable environment and additional accommodations when dining out. Um, so people can make this purple table reservation and then no further details necessary on their part. You know, that's all that's needed when they're, they're booking at a purple table um, restaurant. Cool. So if somebody books, you know, first of all, how, how do they book it? And then we'll get into what happens once they book it. Of course. So they can, you know, visit the website, purpletables.com, and, you know, they click on find a purple table near you. And this can also be done through our mobile app, which is Purple Table Reservations. Mm -hmm. And they search just like they would any other kind of restaurant reservation system by zip code, city, and then they can filter down by type of cuisine, you know, proximity to where they are. And they actually book the reservation. Any restaurant that offers purple table reservations is in, in, in our program is listed on this directory and will come up um, when they enter in their zip code. Okay. Um, and then uh, so they make their reservation and then they walk into the restaurant. And then what happens that's different for them then? Yeah, so the experience, you know, for them walking in is very typical. They walk in and they say, Smith, party of four, we had a reservation at 730. Um, they don't need to mention that it's a purple table. You know, we as the restaurant have already pre-chosen a couple of tables that we feel that they'd be most comfortable at. And that can mean, you know, it's tables outside of the center area, outside of the busy part of the restaurant, you know, in corners with multiple walls. Um, away from TVs and, you know, not super close to the doors so that the noise and kind of stimulation is minimized. And once they're seated, the hostess then lets the server know and the chef know, we, we're all expecting this purple table coming in, that the purple table's here. And there's nothing different or apparent about their table. You know, there's no pr actual purple table. There's no purple flag. Um, to them and people around them, this is just a typical reservation. But our staff that has gone through the training has different ways of, um, you know, doing service, identifying the individual that might need extra help at the table. We watch the lighting. We, Like I said, we watch the um, atmosphere so there's no overstimulation, like clanging plates, touching of guests at the table, all things that kind of happen in the normal course of a restaurant evening. Mm -hmm. We just try to make it more predictable um, and calm and, you know, with extra accommodations. Wow, that is absolutely fantastic. Um, and so many of what you're saying, it's like, I would like that myself. Just I know. <laughs> a restaurant, you know, because sometimes it is, it's just, it's noisy and, um, you know, there's a lot going on. And now, you know, I'm pushing 60 now, so my hearing has changed and I'm getting that background noise effect that I never right. did before. And, um, you know, I, I think that is absolutely wonderful. How do, how do other, or I should ask, as far as menu goes, is the menu different? Um, so we have, we're working on a couple of different menu templates that will be available to all restaurants. As of now, the menu is, you know, whatever the restaurant's menu is, but we're mm -hmm. working on both large format and simplified picture menus. 
but the staff, especially when they're dealing um, with someone who's living with dementia or any type of a dementia, they're trained to help facilitate the menu choices. Um, because I think we all know, I remember this with my mom, you know, she would be looking and say, oh, burger, okay, that looks good. And then she'd be down a little further, oh, Caesar salad, that looks good. And by the time she would get through this big menu, she would forget what she wanted. And it, yep. it always became very frustrating for her to have so many choices. Mm-hmm. So our staff, you know, is kind of, the, the training goes over listening to prompts and cues. So if someone's mentioned the word burger a couple times, they say, oh, would you like a burger? Would you like cheese instead of American, Swiss, cheddar? You know, we try to simplify the menu for them um, during the ordering process. But we will actually have a couple of different menu templates that will be available to restaurants to use as well. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I remember bringing my mom to the restaurant and, you know, she would get so frustrated. Um, You know, initially it it worked out fine and then um, she would forget what she ordered by the time it got back to the table. Right. She'd hear what somebody else had and then she wanted that. Yep. So finally, you know, as a daughter, I thought, okay, we got to, we got to change this up. And so then I started saying, mom, would you want to split something with me? Cause I thought if we got two things coming to the table and we shared them, oh, that's a great idea. My, yeah. my, my odds went up that she'd be pleased. And then she was helping me out and, um, you know, we both got a little bit more variety. So that was, um, and it made it a little bit more intimate too, which was kind of right. And, uh, you know, but we had tried uh, even going to the, um, oh, uh, the big, um, you know, bars and and going through that and she'd pick up a plate and she'd see something and put it down. She'd run over to the, to the next thing at the buffet and, Mm -hmm. you know, and pretty soon she had five plates going. It was like, okay, we can't do that anymore either because it was just, it was, like you said, just too, too much. How do they handle, like, um... And I think this happens for just so many people, period. But, you know, if you say, well, what kind of dressing do you have? <laughs> or what kind of soup? Or, you know, and then there's a dozen that are listed off and nobody really remembers all of them. Um, is there a way that your staff are going to formulate questions or are they going to say, what is your favorite dressing that you'd like or something on that? They or? do. Yeah, they do. They try to like listen to the different prompts and social cues. And then mm-hmm. they also usually, you know, a lot of times, of course, people that are, you know, living with dementia and having a lot of difficulty making choices aren't here by themselves. So we'll, while we're communicating with everyone at mm-hmm. the table, we're also watching the friends and family to see kind of those social cues of when we say the word Italian and, you know, their daughter is nodding. We're like, oh, Italian is, you know, that's the best. Does that sound good? Yes, mm-hmm. it does. And so I think it's just both simplifying and then also kind of listening to the family around them without talking to everyone except that person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that happened a lot um, with my mom where everybody would just start talking to me and then she'd get very frustrated. You know, yeah. she was very young and she wanted to be the one doing her ordering. But on the same aspect, because the staff really wasn't aware of what was going on, you know, they were getting a little bit frustrated and, you know, their patience level was wearing, you know, after 40 minutes of trying to order something yeah. um, and them coming back and forth to the table. So it's a lot of it's about body language and social cues and just learning how to communicate with the table and what works best for that group. Okay, well, that that makes a ton of sense. Um, how can people, um, or, or I should say, how can restaurants sign up for the program and, and how do they get their staff trained? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the 
great things is we have a lot of demand right now. So um, people that would benefit from a purple table that are using the app and using the website are searching for restaurants in about 40 different states on a weekly basis. Wow. And we only have, you know, since we started this in September, we only have five restaurants. Four in Massachusetts and one in Ohio. So our big push, you know, over the next six months is really going to be to educate restaurants on mm-hmm. how they sign up, what to expect. Um, because, you know, as a restaurant, it's it's difficult to take on a new program and it's difficult to train your staff additionally above and beyond the daily things that we're already doing. So we've kind of designed this program in that manner so that it's mm-hmm. not difficult for restaurants. And if they want to adopt it, we've made it as easy as, as possible for them to be successful. So they can go onto our website or email us. And there's a little link on there. It says restaurant facts and sign up. And there's information both on what they can expect from the program, a whole PDF kind of going through the different state, um, excuse me, the different steps. And then they can actually sign up right through the website and sign up for their listing. We vet the restaurant and just kind of check them out a little bit. And once we approve their listing, they join free for the first six months. So we're giving everybody a chance to do this and be successful at it. And our mantra kind of is as successful as they can be. You know, every as long as everybody's trying their best, it's going to be better than what we already have kind of as a system. So neat. You know, one uh, one um, place you might want to contact is the Kalahari Resort. Um, you know, their big water park. I think they've got like five of them, but the one in Wisconsin oh, yeah. um, did the Purple Angel training and they um, said they were going to train all their others. I wasn't involved with that. I was involved with the, the conference that was there and uh, we, we approached them. But, you know, getting into um, the restaurants in, in hotels, I think would be absolutely fabulous too. And so many people could use this, not just, um, like you said, not just somebody with dementia. You know, if you've got a, even a, a child with autism or something like mm-hmm. that, um, you know, there's lots of, I think there's just so many different uh, different uh, people who, who could really utilize this and who it would align with. But but Kalahari might be a really good one. Um, That's a great idea. Yeah, we've, had, we've heard from so many veterans, um, you know, that have PTSD mm-hmm. and their families. And, you know, they're, a lot of them are very young and they want to be active in their community and go out, and, and which is obviously better, you know, for that and for kind of reemerging um, once you come back from – being on tour and we found that they just don't go out same thing you know parents of children with autism it's just easier not to go out and I think for anyone you know we list a few conditions but there's obviously many more for most people that are living with some sort of cognitive or physical um, condition it's better for them to be out and engaged and you know out in their community and with friends and family and and so we're just trying to make it a little bit easier and and so that they have a little bit you know more pleasant and enjoyable time going out um, because I think a lot of people are often disappointed, you know, when they try. Yeah. Well, and even getting this into restaurants, into um, senior buildings would make a ton, Mm -hmm. a ton of sense for them. Um, And uh, that, that extra education for the staff, because mealtime is so important and it's, it's such a social event 
and to take that away is just you know not a not a good place where we where we want to be with that um, right and I found at least with our staff you know just increasing their awareness almost everyone you know that we've trained with the exception of a few that have had um, people with dementia in their families they had no idea that someone in their 40s or 50s could have early onset or younger onset Alzheimer's yeah. and so I think just increasing that awareness and kind of empathy for the people around you and in your community is going to, it makes all the difference, you know, and now with the purple table where, you know, once that it has that flag, as far as the staff is concerned, you know, we're looking at that table and kind of a whole new light, if you will, than mm -hmm. if there, it was a regular reservation. Yep. Yep. Um, how can people who would benefit from the Purple Table Reservations um, find a, um, a restaurant? Is there, can you give us a, a URL for them to go to? Absolutely. So if you visit um, purpletables.com, there's a link, find a Purple Table near you, and they can, that's the easiest way to do it through your computer. And then for those who are using smartphones, both on the Google Play Store and iTunes, they can download the app, which is Purple Table Reservations. It's a free app that you download, very streamlined, and you can search by city, state, or zip code. Wow, that's amazing. Um, is, is there information put in about the particular person? So um, they know. Okay. Nope. So they can people, some people, you know, we always think it's really funny because we have people come in, they like I said earlier, they say Smith party of four, and it's never discussed that it's a purple table the entire mm -hmm. evening, you know, the staff just does what they do and, and utilizes their training. And then there's other people that are just so excited and grateful for this, that they're coming in like almost <laughs> waving their metaphorically waving their purple flag. Uh -huh. You know, they want everyone to know they're at a purple table. They want to tell all their neighboring tables that they're at a purple table and about the program. Um, but they, if you just say purple table, that's kind of enough for us. And we mm -hmm. have, you know, the seven best practices for servicing that table and that customer's needs um, for the evening or, you know, lunchtime. But then if uh, we do have people that will put in a little comment because they can put additional information and say, you know, my child has autism or my father is hard of, he hard of hearing, whatever they want to do, but it's absolutely not required. That's in voluntary information on their part if they'd like to give it. Okay. Okay. Well, it just sounds like you have really, um, I can't believe how much you've done in such a short period of time. Thank you. Uh, that is absolutely amazing. And then to have not only, um, you know, the website up, but have the app up and um, having people calling. I mean, it just shows the need um, around the country. And, oh, um, it's amazing. It's amazing. I can't, we've received over a thousand emails, messages, just with people's stories about going out to eat. So it's, it's such a need. Um, and I think this is something that once, it will take a little bit of time to organically grow, but once it gets out there, it'll be out there and it'll become kind of a new norm for restaurants, hopefully. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Well, it's kind of like our cruise, you know, everyone's like, oh, that's a great idea. And now, you know, there's more people um, doing the cruises and stuff and mm -hmm. um, getting them scheduled, which is, is wonderful because Lord knows I can't do them all. Um, right. But it's, you know, it's just, it's thinking out of the box and, um, and, and yet doing something that really is quite uh, meeting a very simple need. Um, but is so powerful in people's lives. You know, I mean, this yep. is really, 
I would have loved to have had something like that with my mom. Um, you know, we probably could have gone out a little bit longer um, as the disease progressed with her and uh, it just made it much, much easier um, on everybody, you know, with that. Right. So, right. Um, how can other people, you know, help with this process? And, and yeah, so we're, I'm doing this my own. We're kind of self-funded. Um, at this time, you know, we're, we charge restaurants for listing once they have that free six-month tri- trial. It's pretty nominal. It's $180 a year, so $15 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, we're hoping within the next year to form a nonprofit arm as well that will grant money back to caregiving programs mm-hmm. for those who can't afford caregivers and care partners um, help. So that that's our ultimate goal. But for now, you know, we just need to really spread the word and we have a um, new program that was launched last month called our Community Ambassador Program. So if you go onto the website, purpletables.com, down at the bottom, there's a link that says volunteer. And this is going to be crucial. We already have about 30 community volunteers, which is amazing, in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but people can kind of sign up, give us a little bit of information about themselves, and then we will teach them a little bit about the program and give them some marketing material so they can spread the word in their you know, direct community. And I think it's great because it allows people to make an impact, you know, right around them, um, Mm -hmm. which would be wonderful. So, Oh, that is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I I just, I am, I am so proud of you. I just, I, I just like a bursting because I just think it's just such a value. And I really hope that restaurants get on the ball with this and, you know, even chain restaurants and, you need to understand, you know, the numbers of people that are going through your restaurant really, really struggling um, yep. with this. And, and I think, I, I was going to say, I think people will. It's such a new concept. And, you know, the feedback from restaurants is, well, you know, where do we buy a purple table? What do we do? Are we expecting this influx of people? And, and you know, we've had um, the program running at six months at our restaurant outside of Boston, and we've had a little over 100 purple tables. And it really doesn't, it doesn't phase us. You mm-hmm. know, there isn't, it's never an inconvenience. It's ne- It's actually wonderful when we have a purple table. And the staff love it because they're kind of more aware and more educated and it's changed their perception of other customers, not just purple table customers. Mm-hmm. So I think once it really gets out, you know, what it is, the impact that it has and how easy it is to manage the program in your restaurant will hopefully get a lot on board. And I think definitely some of the bigger kind of family chain restaurants would, would be great and benefit from this program. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I just, yeah, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful idea. And, and like you said, can be used by so many, um, not just dementia, if that's something that you you want to expand to be able to, you know, have the purple table reservation um, be utilized for, for others as well. Is that, is that something that you're open to? I know you had mentioned. Oh, yeah, it is. It's actually the kind of the message that we've been with since the beginning is that it's designed for those who are living with dementia, autism, PTSD, TBI, hearing or vision impairment, or any other physical or cognitive condition that would benefit from a more predictable environment and additional accommodations. So yeah, we, it encompasses 
like I said, no details are necessary. So, mm-hmm. Well, and I, I love when you say a more predictable environment because there is so many things that can be somewhat controlled. I mean, you can't, I mean, if, some, you know, if someone's carrying a big tray and drops it and crashes, I mean, you can't avoid, you know, things like that happening at times. But right. there are so many things that really can make life so much easier uh, for for people who could use use this extra um, extra care, basically in terms of service. So, exactly. Um, is there? I know you had mentioned some people, you know, come in and they're they're very excited, and that you've received a lot of um, emails. Are there any like one or two stories that just stick out in your mind um, that you've received from people? Yeah, so there's, well, there's one in particular, um, so there's one of the stories that kind of sparked all of this, which was amazing, is we had a, um, we had a family come in, they made a reservation, the child was on the autism spectrum, and the mother gave us a list of Mm -hmm. things to do, Um, and she said, it's, you know, my husband's birthday, we'll be here an hour, we'll be in and out of your hair, can you please just try to do a few of these things to help my son have an easier experience when we're here tonight, and I this is before, you know, purple tables was even thought of. And Mm -hmm. we met with the server. I met with the chef, my husband and I discussed it and we were able to not only do one or two, we kind of did everything that she asked. Mm -hmm. Um, And they ended up, they were here for over four hours and her son really, he didn't like, you know, any of the food touching on his plate. So I worked with the chef and we put this beautiful display of all different containers and bowls and dishes so everything wasn't touching and he was just so excited he didn't even eat it but he was thrilled that it had come exactly the way he wanted it to um so that was that was a really powerful night for me and and that's one of the kind of stories I always had in the back of my mind when I thought up thought up this program um another was from a, a young woman I believe she was in her 20s her dad was maybe 50, 51, she said early 50s, and he had been diagnosed with younger onset Alzheimer's, and they went out to eat once a week. They had always gone out to eat, and she had said that they would refuse service to servers and bartenders would refuse service to her dad because they just assumed he was drunk Mm -hmm. because he had difficulty, you know, processing things that they were saying to him, had difficulty ordering sometimes, but was very young and very proud and really wanted to order on his own. You know, he's out with his young daughter. He didn't want her ordering for him or, you know, telling the the servers that he had Alzheimer's disease. So they eventually just stopped going out. So for me, seeing that this, you know, young girl and her dad who's living with Alzheimer's trying to stay part of his community and stay active with his daughter just couldn't anymore. And mm-hmm. I use that story when I do all of my training because I think it's it's really enlightening to the servers to when they find out that people that are much younger um, can be living with dementia or Alzheimer's and they really view it as an older person's condition. And, and it's just not anymore. You know, it's more and more people that are young are being diagnosed. So, yep. Yep. And that is so, so very true. And you know, that perception just needs to change. I mean, it's, it's time. <laughs> yep. Exactly. It's time. Exactly. To, uh, so we can we can change it one table at a time. Yeah, <laughs> that's about well, it. We're trying. 
Well, again, I just kudos to you. I just think that this is absolutely fabulous. One thing I will mention to you that you might want to get involved in is um, there is a new resource directory specifically for dementia called Care to Plan. And it's in beta testing right now, but I think it would be fabulous to have you guys listed there as a resource. Um, and you can go to alzheimerspeaks.com and then go to my resource tab and uh-huh. you, can, you can actually see what it looks like and direct people um, to it. You can send them to your site so that they can read a little bit more about it and then sign up and do the apps. The oh, whole that thing. sounds great. Yeah, and there's there's no cost why it's in the beta testing. And then once it goes live, it's just $99 a year for a card. And so, I mean, it's it's next to nothing. But I think it would be very, very helpful. Um, and uh, like I said, we're excited about getting this, this up and running. Uh, Provalence is the one heading it up. And I'm just trying to help get the word out because it's, <clears throat> it's something that I wanted to see for you know, my mom had dementia for 30 years and I, I, that's why I started Alzheimer's Speaks was, you know, people weren't working together. They weren't sharing knowledges, services, products, and and that needs to change. And, you know, the internet is, is helping us do that. So thank you, Jennifer, for all you are doing. And um, again, you can go to uh, www.purpletables.com or you can email uh, Jen at Jen, J-E-N, at purpletables.com. And, you know, when you go to the website, you'll be able to sign up for their newsletter, which I would encourage you to do, and uh, to be able to find a purple table near you. And, you know, start chatting this up when you go to the restaurants. Um, You know, one thing you might want to do, Jen, is on your website even make little cards, um, um, you know, a template for cards where people could print those out or, or a flyer. Cause I think there's a lot of people that are dealing with this. that would be more than glad to bring them to various restaurants. And yeah, that's a great idea. We have that resource for the community ambassador program, but I think that would be actually great for people, just anyone who visits the website to be able to download. Yeah. I think they would be thrilled to do that and um, you know if we can have this in one location it just makes it so much easier you know for people and so I, I'll just say to listeners if you're out there thinking that you want to start something up in your own community don't you know don't reinvent the wheel what she's got pulled together here is is quite amazing and just be part of it, <laughs> you know. Um, Definitely. Because I, I see that happen so many times. It's like, oh, that's cool. We, we'll do that. And, and all it does is it confuses people, and we're spending money, time, and resources where we don't need to because something's already developed if we would just work together. And, exactly, yeah. And, and I think it makes the message and both, you know, having one program, the program becomes stronger and it's not being diluted. Exactly. Um, you know, we're making sure everybody's kind of doing things the right way and we're open to hearing suggestions as well, you know, just to make it better. So, yeah. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Is there any, any last comments that you want to, uh, to share with our audience at all? No, I just think, uh, you know, your website is great. I've, I've, wish I had known about it with my mom. It's such a great resource. But just thank you so much for letting us, you know, share the message and 
like you said, if anyone wants to email me directly or has questions or wants to share their story, they can do that at jen at purpletables.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you, Lori. Have a great day. You too. Um, For our listeners out there, again, we will be updating you when we come back from our dementia-friendly cruise this uh, coming week, and we cannot wait to share that information with you. Also want to remind you, all of our shows are archived, so you can go back and listen to them. There's well over 400 of them. Um, at this point, we've been doing this for like six years. There's also a, a great video, um, or you can uh, hear it on the radio as well. Um, I interviewed a man from the Netherlands, uh, Geert, uh, and he was just amazing talking about how we really need to change how we view behaviors and start looking at them as signals. And to make life better for both the person with dementia and their care partners. Our Dementia Chats last interview, uh, we talked about do the experts and the care partners really know what a person with dementia wants, which was really kind of a fun and interesting conversation as always. And last, I'm just going to wrap up with some more sponsors for our cruise. I want to give a big shout out to Calendar Cards, who has been amazing, is giving uh, three of their systems away um, on the cruise. They also have developed a uh, memory cafe directory for the U.S. So you can go to memory cafe directory. background not quite sure and um, we also have uh, footprint ID care to plan uh, which is the new uh, dementia resource directory I was talking to Jen about and uh, the call alert center and then we have a couple of um, great books one is called the dementia handbook Uh, the other is the little book for Alzheimer's caregivers And then the last two things are the art kit, which is absolutely fantastic, and memory joggers, um, which is uh, just kind of a little game people can play. So, again, uh, NPS uh, Salon and Spa is also doing some donations. So uh, I I, I just can't thank everybody enough, and I can't wait to go and come back and tell you all about our cruise. Have a wonderful week and we'll talk soon everybody. Bye now. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.